Amen. All right. How's everybody doing? Good. I have to turn to the right page. Um, what were you talking about? Romans. Romans? You, did you guys finish it? Yes. All right. What'd you learn? It's been two weeks. We had a lot of turkey in between then and now. <laughs> You're going to read the whole book of Romans right now? <laughs> we spent ten weeks learning about it. I don't know. Just tell me something you learned. I'm not looking for anything specific. I'm looking for retention. How about that? <laughs> okay, that's in there, yeah. It's human nature to not to rebel, but like yeah. you, there's times to rebel and times to not rebel, but don't rebel against God, rebel against Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, but also rebel listen. against not God. Yeah, yes. and, but, but also listen to a point. You know, okay, okay. Because, somebody like, else, what did somebody else learn? You know? Uh, least we, uh, we did relationships are the only thing that will that uh, will last until you die. Curious to think about. Um, we also learned about I don't know how to phrase it. Where you can't tell people something is like bad to do because nothing Nothing's gonna come from that kind of thing. Oh, like like with the Jewish like with the like Jewish laws and stuff. Like you don't can't, don't tell other people what's right and wrong. Okay. Avoid being a legalist kind of thing. If it's if it's wrong to them, do it. Right. When it when it really doesn't matter. When it's simple stuff. Okay. Anybody have anything else to add before we move on to our new thing? All set? Excellent. All right. Huh? I wasn't looking for anything specific. I was just testing it. I'm like making check marks and tallies against everybody's name in my brain. Who talked, who didn't. There's not a pass or fail. It's just an additive score. <laughs> I'm making this up. <laughs> All right. Uh, what city year is it? What? Christmas. Christmas. More specifically. December. So December. Oh, is this gonna be like when we did Park the Herald Angels sing and we dissected it? Yeah, what? we're going to do a little bit of a dissection. I get it. Why don't it. you just pass one, take it down, or take one, pass it down. I only have... Two of you will have to share, because I only printed out ten copies. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we, at this time of year, because there's only two Sunday schools left... In the year, there's this one and one more. All right, we're gonna do Christmas carols. Yes, I don't know if it's my favorite. I feel a lot of pressure with this kind of lesson. Well, last time you taught us one of these, you said that you like. That's true. I do. 
That's fair. So, <coughs> hmm? This tree? This is a very nice tree. It's it's very like multi-directional. <laughs> I'm like looking right here and looking at the plethora of directions that all the needles are going. It's very twisty. Uh, so we're gonna do O Come O Come Emmanuel today. A little bit of a deep dive, a dissection, as Gideon said. Um, so whenever I look at him for the first time, I like to look at the info at the top, in between the title and the music. Latin hymn, 12th century. That is what it says, yes. Translated by John M. Okay. 1866. Okay, so... Alt. Alt, okay. Uh, so what does some of this mean? Um, it was originally written... <laughs> It was originally written in Latin in the 12th century. Okay, I agree with that. Translated by John M. Neal. Into English. Uh-huh, I agree. He was an English guy. <laughs> it's a very uh, English name. And the hymn means it's like it's a church song. Uh, um, okay. I guess, right? It's so what's, what's plain song 13th century? It was what portion of the title is that? Song for the common people. Right. Thirteenth So back in the day, they didn't come up with new tunes every time they wanted to write a new hymn. They came up with new words and then they put it to a tune that everybody knew already. So back in the thirteenth century, somebody said, "Let's sing this to plain song," and everybody would have known what that was. But now, it's kind of lost. We have this though. It's arranged by Alvin Berkwell, which means that he took that song and he made it different. <clears throat> A little bit, yeah. He could have just transcribed it as well or put it in a different key. <clears throat> Arranging is a very wide, definable term. Uh, what are the dates? Like 1818 to 1866. What does that mean? What does that mean? No, that's John M. birthday and birth date and death date. What? Yeah, that's what I get. <laughs> yes. He did not. <laughs> what does alt mean? Any guesses? Alternative? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's alternative rock. Yes. No. Uh, it means that after the original translation, some words were modified a little bit to help with flow. Oh, yeah, alterations. <laughs> Different. Yeah, so like uh, they they changed it a little bit for the modern English of the time, which you know, it, obviously this was arranged post 1928, so over a you know about 100 years after it was originally translated. So English changed a little bit in that 100 years, and that's what the alt means. Um, now that we're in the context of the hymn, let's read. Huh? I didn't hear what you said. Unison. Unison, yes. Well, I mean, that's that's a direction. You don't have to follow all the directions of music. It's a suggestion. It's a guideline. Uh, the other parts might just be the accompaniment. Right? Anyhow, uh... Let's start at verse 1. Good place to start. Oh, come. Oh, come. No, go around, go around. <laughs> Gabby, would you please read the first line? Oh, come, come, 
All right. So does anybody know uh, where in the Bible the name Emmanuel is used? Coffee around God, like, before he was... Any guesses? Before he was born. Okay. It's like prophecy. Okay. Turn to Isaiah chapter 7. You're going to get a Bible workout today. We're all over the place. Isaiah chapter 7. You're probably best off to just leave your hand in Isaiah, maybe. (coughs) Isaiah chapter 7. Next person in line, please read verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Got it, Natalia? All right, go ahead. Alright, even though it's spelled different, it's just, uh, it's the same name. So here we have the first mention of Emmanuel in the Bible. Turn to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and we're going to read a couple here. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and we're going to read through the end of the chapter. Wait, verse what? Chapter 1, verse 18. This is the other mention of it. Matthew chapter 1. You're close. What's that right there? Micah. Alright, keep turning to the right. Jonah, Micah, Nahum. It's a very small book. Uh, the New Testament is very small compared to the... If you get to Malachi, it's one more page. Uh, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 
And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall have his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Yeah. Then Joseph, being raised from sheep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. All right. So in the first five words, O come, O come, Emmanuel. First five words in our hymn, we've already got a pretty decent Bible lesson. Okay, we are asking Jesus. That's who Emmanuel is. Uh, Emmanuel means what? God with, God with us. All right, to come, much like uh, the ancient Jews longed for their Messiah. Okay, Emmanuel means God with us, and so we're reminded of Jesus's Godhood as well as how amazing it is that He would even desire to be born as a human at Christmas. So I'm going to keep reading the rest of the verse. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. What does ransom mean? Free in this context? Like, to pay a debt. Okay. Like, for... So if, I, if I'm a pirate and I kidnap somebody and I send a ransom note, what am I asking for? I'm asking for money, all right? So there's a price involved, okay? So in this case, ransom means to save by paying a price. So uh, how does that apply to what Jesus did? <laughs> How does that apply to what Jesus did? Saving by paying a price. Absolutely. Um, so, dying on the cross, but then he's talking about captive Israel and laying in lonely exile here, all right, waiting for the Son of God to appear. So, here's my follow up question. Okay, here's my follow up question. Which coming of Christ is this verse talking about? Is he talking about when he came to save everybody and, and pay for our sins? Or is he talking about the second coming when he sets us all free? Anybody have any other guesses? The second one, because to free Israel. But also the first one, both. <laughs> Final answer, it is both. I asked you a trick question. Yes, I agree. I would argue that this is talking about both the first and second comings. Because on one hand, it pretty directly refers to the Israelites' captivity in Babylon. Here, all right? Bonus points. Can anybody tell me what books of the Bible detail the captivity of Babylon? Revelation. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no. <laughs> bonus points, bonus points. Uh, probably the most famous one would be Daniel. All right, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Lamentations. Those are your 
Babylonian captivity books. Anyhow, this is a metaphor for Jesus coming and saving all Jews and Gentiles by paying the price for our sin. But on the other hand, we are still asking Jesus to come, as in come again, you know, thy kingdom come kind of thing. So both of those ideas are captured in verse 1 of the carol. I'm going to read verse 2 now. Uh, O come, O come, thou Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times didst give the law in cloud and majesty and awe. Have you guys ever heard that verse before? No. You have? I hadn't. <laughs> Good for you. Because I, I read I it and I was like, why don't we say this? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, so we actually sang this song in church this morning, if you all were paying attention. We didn't sing that verse, <clears throat> all right? Um, so it starts off with another name for Christ, right? We're calling him a minion. Yeah, you got it. All right. Um, so the image of this verse is pretty clear. What event in Jewish history is it referring to? Ten Commandments. And the, kind of the giving of the law in general. Who was the law given to? Moses, all right, and Mount Sinai with like lightning and thunder and earthquakes and huge show of power. Uh, and here's what I want you to think of when you either sing or read or hear this verse: uh, Who is the fulfillment of the law? Jesus said, "I have not come to destroy the law; I've come to fulfill the law." Absolutely. Therefore, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. All right. So Jesus is that perfect sacrifice. All right. We had to sacrifice animals in the past because we were covering our own sins. But Jesus died for everybody. He was the perfect sacrifice and he covers all sin. All right. So by asking the Lord of might to come uh, like he did when he first brought the law, we were reminded of the great and powerful thing that he has done for us. Verse three. O come, thou rod of Jesse free, thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save, and give them victory o'er the grave. <clears throat> What's our name for Jesus in this verse? Rod of Jesse. <clears throat> What's a rod? A tool for discipline. In, what's a rod in this case? <clears throat> Wait, a rod is that... Is that like... Uh, <coughs> it's like pretty non-literal, actually. Descendant. Yeah, it's a descendant. Uh, turn to Isaiah 11. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 11. <laughs> verse 1. We're going to pick up where we left off and read through verse 5. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Keep going. (laughs) And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel, and might the Spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Right there. 
So who's this Jesse that we're, we keep talking about? <clears throat> who's Jesse? You got it. Uh, so we're talking about David's father. So this verse brings us back to Christmas, right? We're talking about the fulfillment of this prophecy by the birth of Christ. What did Eric say this morning? Mary was in the line of David and therefore in the line of Jesse because Jesse was David's father. All right. But this uh, quote here also gives us a few images of the great and wonderful things that Jesus did and will do uh, for us while here, namely, you know, conquering the grave for all past, present, and future, all right? Because it's talking about saving us from death. Verse 4 in the song. O come, thou dayspring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent here. O drive away the shades of night and pierce the clouds and bring us light. What's our name for Jesus in this verse? Thou dayspring. Dayspring, okay. Um... Were you guys paying attention to the sermon this morning? Yeah. Who's John the Baptist? He is Jesus' cousin, and he is the son of Jesus' uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary and Zachariah, yes. So Zachariah's wife, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now, is Mary's cousin. Hmm? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh <clears throat> It's actually, you can turn to Luke chapter 1 if you want to. That's where this is. Luke chapter 1. It is Elizabeth. You got it. Winner, winner. All right. So uh, what does God say to Zechariah? Your wife is going to have a baby. And what does he do? Kind of laughs at and what happens as a result of him laughing? Talk until the baby's born. <laughs> All right, very good. Okay, so the baby's born now. What happens next? This guy hasn't been able to talk for nine months. What's the first thing he says? Luke chapter one, verse seventy-six. It is a long chapter. <laughs> Luke chapter 1, verse 76. This is what Zechariah says when he first can speak after nine months. Luke chapter 1, verse 76. He's talking to John the Baptist when he says this. And the child shall be called the prophet of the of the 
of the of the of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to, to prepare to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation unto him, his people, by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high shelf hath visited us. <clears throat> to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, by our feet into the way of peace. And that child. That child? Mm hmm. And the child grew and got strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of the showing. showing. Alright, so you guys saw the name in there, right? The day spring? <clears throat> uh, so this day spring literally means like sun rising, okay? Uh, and the verse in O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is almost kind of like a direct quote from this excerpt, right? Uh, John the Baptist, as his father said, was sent to prepare the way for Jesus, this day spring, all right? And Christ is like the rising of the sun. His power and forgiveness brings light to all of the dark places, all right? Nothing can escape it. Verse 5. O come, thou key of David... Come and open wide our heavenly home, where all thy saints with thee shall dwell. O come, O come, Emmanuel. <clears throat> Have you guys ever heard that verse? <clears throat> What's a key do? <laughs> okay. Uh, so what is our name for Christ in this verse? Key of David. Very good. Okay, back to Isaiah. Yay. <laughs> You guys didn't know that you were going to be jumping all over the Bible today. We're jumping, no, we're jumping to the same spots. It's true. We're going to Isaiah 22. <clears throat> Isaiah 22. Verse 22. Chapter 22, verse 22. Isaiah 22. Who's got it? Well, who's next, I guess, is really my question. In the key of the house of David, I lay upon his shoulder, and he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut. All right, so here we're reminded of the divinity of Christ. Not only is he king in heaven, but we must also allow him to be king in our heart. All right, we got to open that door, okay, <clears throat> and let him in so that we can take part in that heavenly home, that heavenly mansion that he is preparing for us. On to the verses that we sang this morning, because I wanted to hit the cool ones first. Uh, you don't have these, but we sang them this morning. O come thou wisdom from on high, and order all things far and nigh. To us the path of knowledge show, and cause us in her ways to go. What's the name? Can you read the first I can. <laughs> 
Oh, come thou wisdom from on high. Wisdom from on high. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, what is this verse? I, I know you don't have it in front of you, but what kind of things does this verse <clears throat> draw up in your mind's eye? What, like, what kind of pictures does it convey? Would you like me to read it again? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, come thou wisdom from on high, and order all things far and nigh. To us the path of knowledge show and cause us in her ways to go. Wise men. Hmm? Wise men. Okay. I think of the wise men too. Absolutely. Um, I also think of nature, all right, where he's ordering all things far and nigh. He created this order of things and, uh, you know, set things in the way that they should be. And it kind of gives this idea that all knowledge is from above from above and to follow god is true wisdom all right that's what i take away from that verse uh last one <clears throat> oh come desire of nations bind all peoples in one heart and mind bid envy strife and quarrels cease fill the whole world with heaven's peace what's our name for christ here desire of Desire of nations. Yep. Uh, turn to Haggai. Chapter 2. Haggai. One of the last books in the Old Testament. Haggai. Chapter 2. <clears throat> no, it's like last three, though. Yeah. You guys are getting all the minor prophets. You got Malachi this morning. You got Malachi in the sermon this morning. Chapter 2. Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, please. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, save the Lord of hosts. All right, so when Haggai was writing, he was writing about the new temple. But uh, even Paul uses this set of verses in Hebrews to talk about the second coming of Christ. All right, so it has that dual meaning. And with that thought, the carol kind of comes full circle. Remember verse 1, we were talking about both the first and second coming, all right? And we started with that captivity and sin. We went through Jewish history and how it all started uh, and how it's all kind of a sign for Christ. We started with the law. We talked about King David and Babylonian captivity. And here we're talking about the rebuilding of the temple, all right? And then we have the birth of Christ and all of the things that he will do and has done, sprinkled throughout and the constant call is what what's the hymn say over and over again come Come. very good so i hope you can reflect a little the next time you hear this or sing this song as we prep our minds it's advent right so we got to start thinking about this all the things that jesus did by coming to earth and uh get your hearts ready for the christmas season thanks guys Come, O come, Emmanuel.